out, check us out on all of our social media platforms. On Twitter at tinfoilhatcast, reddit.com backslash r backslash tinfoilhatshow. On Instagram at tinfoilhatpod. Or allcomedytshirts.com. Email us at tinfoilhatpod at gmail.com. What's up, good looking? Yeah, man, that's what I am. Welcome back to another episode of Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Come with me into the waters of conspiracy with Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Mr. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. With my friend Ryan Davis. Uh, hi, Ryan. We're like the first this gay cause... couple of conspiracy yeah. theories. Yeah. I think it's beautiful, man. What about their partner? Say that again. <laughs> Dark realm crazy shit. Wake up, Aaron. There's reptile people everywhere. Hey, man, where's hey, the truth there, dog? Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. Yeah, Sam, welcome to another episode of Tin Foil Hat. You know who we are. You know what we're here to do. As always, joining me, my good friend, Off the Grid. A lot of great stuff going on. We'll bring in our guests a couple seconds, but we want to do uh, pay the bills real quick. Uh, What an amazing uh, couple months coming up for the show. We're blessed that the tour is starting to take off, and we got some dates coming up, so we hope that you can join us. Tickets are already selling. Uh, what do we got first? We got uh, the Tinfoil Hat Comedy Night. At, it's uh, in Niagara Falls at the Corner Comedy Club. Go to thecornercomedyclub.com. Buy your tickets. Tickets are already moving. We're doing four shows. There's only 150 seats in each room. So grab your tickets now, Canada. If that sells out, guess what? We're doing more Canadian dates. I know you guys want us to get Toronto. We're going to get into that. But bef- that is September 14th and 15th. But before that... September 5th, it is the Tim Hat Comedy Night, The Usual Suspects, live at the Comedy Store in the Belly Room. Uh, it's an 8 p.m. show. This show will sell out. Oh, yeah. We already have 25 tickets sold. That means there's only, what do you say, 60, no, 40 tickets left. There's only 40 tickets left, so grab them now. This will sell out. People are like, I'm going to fly in for this. <laughs> if you're going to fly in, you got to grab your tickets now. Mm-hmm. All right, and then next week we have another Comedy Chaos. It is the 28th of August. I can't believe it's almost September. Uh, We got Joe Rogan, Whitney Cummings, Eddie Bravo. Going to be a great show. So that's great. Guys, you guys need to check out the Patreon. We just did an amazing Patreon. Uh, This woman came on and dropped some serious hammer-ons. Can you look up the episode real quick? Sure. She came on, dropped some serious episode. Won't say who it is, man. She is a uh, wonderful. It was a great podcast. Have you had a chance to listen to it yet? Not yet, it's Ryan. Today I'm my drive home. It's a traffic. good episode, man. I'm excited. She dropped some serious, serious, serious bombs on us. Mary Rose. Uh, she's a, she listens to the show, and she came on to basically talk about how her father started an organization to protect Catholic priests who've been accused of uh, pedophilia started legal fund and basically it was a place for more pedophilia to go down that is an insane episode she's very brave she came on so go check out the patreon real quick also we are looking for a new t-shirt guy do not go to the old t-shirt place unfortunately it didn't work out uh god, let him move on god bless him i have nothing no problems it just didn't work so that is it and check those out so thank you guys uh that is the bills right there um joining us in studio is a friend of mine um he was a fan that kind of came and helped and worked with my other podcast punch drunk sports and now he's a friend of mine who just is constantly giving me shit all the time and i'm happy that he's here uh please welcome my good friend johnny woodward What's up, Johnny dude? Woodard? Johnny Woodard. Woodard. Okay. Yeah, it's it's become a running joke at this point. That you yeah. can't get my name right. So, Johnny, I put out a uh, a meme the other day about we were supposed to have Magnora Seven on, but unfortunately, due to a miscommunication, we've had to move him back to next week. So we're kind of like, what are we? I gonna- thought you guys had to be grasping at straws. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no. So I put up this meme. Can you go find my Instagram real quick? I won't be able to log into it, but I'll okay, hold on. Yeah, and it's basically, I put up this meme that showed Akon the rapper had helped 
put get six hundred million Africans uh, solar power and electricity. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, wow, it sounds amazing. How great! And it sucks that where is it? Right there it is. Can you click on it? Yeah, that's it. And this thing is it's not just you, by the way. I've seen this thing in a million places, this meme. And immediately I put it up. I'm like, that's pretty amazing. One guy making a lot of difference in his community and because he's from Africa. And he talks about how, like, when he came to the U.S., he thought the slums were so nice. And you always hear people talk about that. Like, like Chris Rock had a very famous joke that, like, he didn't realize how good it was in America until he went to Africa. And he's like, their slums are like our ghettos if you cover them in shit and set them on fire. Okay. <laughs> and that, that, his words, not ours. And, uh, you know, that's something I always think about. But so immediately I post this and just like any good deed goes, never goes unpunished. Uh, Hold on. So you immediately post it. So uh, Brendan Walsh uh, corrected your spelling yeah, first. Yeah. And then Johnny Woodard. Well, to, to be fair, now we've had problems in the past with me correcting you publicly. So I did just send you a text. I did right, not comment right, on Right, that. right, yeah. But you did. But uh, you weren't the first. There was many people mm-hmm. telling me about how um, the, you know, that this is all a scam. Uh, nobody brought up the Chinese connection, but you did bring it up. And about how the UN, and again, everybody's talking about the UN grabbing all these kids and sexual assaults and all this stuff. So then you sent me a couple articles, and it's basically about how China is buying up Africa. All that money that he spent is loaned from China, and they will have to repay every cent of it with interest. Yeah. Those people. And then, so I started going, and then I just realized that, like, China is what's basically going on between the U.S. and China. China is like the Underwoods, right, from yeah. House of Cards. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. And we're the president. You remember when he just started yeah. just <laughs> fucking chopping down his trees and the right. guy didn't know what's happening? We know what's happening, yeah. but China is making a effort to unseat us yeah. as the leading power in the world, and it's getting scary. So why everybody focuses on... Uh, Iran or focuses on uh, uh, the Russia. It's China. I think that, and we're going to get into the China is the biggest threat to our standard of living, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Since sure. the early 2000s, China has been investing heavily across Africa through dramatically increasing trade, foreign direct investments, and loans from the Chinese. Export Import Bank. It's important to remember that because that's just as big as what we think of as like Chase and everything huge well, on it's, our side. It, it's the equivalent, and we'll get into it, the IMF and the WBO. Mm-hmm. The phenomenon, and that's not boxing I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's this wrong sportscast. Uh, the phenomenon has, in respects, been a boon for African economies, like you guys are saying. It helps them out, but this has put the U.S. government on edge. So much that the Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, expressed this in a speech back in March to George Mason University, and quote, this is what he said, Chinese investments do, do have the potential to address Africa's infrastructure gap, but its approach has led to the mounting debt and few, if any, jobs in the countries. When coupled with political and fiscal pressures, this endangers Africa's natural resources and its long-term economic political stability. Which is so hilarious because if you know anything about the WBO and the IMF, what he is describing Mm -hmm. is what they've been doing for decades. Yeah. They're they're playing our game. Yeah. They're like, hey. You know, it's like when somebody cheats on their girlfriend, then they cheat on her. They're like, hey, you cheat on me. It's like, dude, you've been doing this forever. When you go on Akon's, uh, Akon for Lighting Africa.com, it starts, the first page, it breaks down key figures. The biggest one is U.S. dollars, one billion credit line for launch. Credit line. Mm. That's not donation. That is a credit line. They, that, that's money given credit. Dude, and when you give credit, it, it, it's payback. They want money back. Yeah. If you uh, go, well, actually, often they don't want money back. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That's they a just want to own your shit. Go to that's home. the plan. Is it? I think it's home, dude. Oh, yeah. I think it's the first page. Yeah, there it is. Key figures. Look at that. Look at fucking that, dude. Like, that's a lot of fucking money. Mm -hmm. One billion credit line for launch. 15 countries 
of Operation 480 communities covered, 100,000 solar street lamps, 1,200 solar microgrids. I mean, they're trying to, but it's only 5,000 indirect jobs created. You know what I mean? Indirect. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. All, all the, all the top-level jobs are held by Chinese. These are all Chinese companies doing the building. And state-owned, for the most part, state-run Chinese companies, state-supervised Chinese companies. Right, right, So right. the state is deep involved in this. It's not, it's not like America, where if you had a corporation doing it, it's heavily, heavily state-influenced. Yeah, whereas we tried to privatize, they make it uh, government. Yeah, they, they, federal, they, they, they couldn't whatever. care less yeah, about that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's a trip. Uh, so at a congressional hearing, author and Asia analyst Gordon Chang argued that <laughs> China's footprint in Africa represents a new form of colonialism. Uh, it seeks to spread Chinese influence and threatens America's own interests. Quote, once it locks in countries, it makes them dependent. Beijing gets its support for geopolitic goals, and one of these goals is undermining democracy. So, I mean, we pretend that we want to bring them democracy, and they're like, no, no, no. We just want to give you some sidewalks well, I and mean, like, shut down the Internet. What know? they are basically doing, again, is stealing the game plan of the United States. Remember our whole thing is like, we will stop communism wherever communism is? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. What was the whole thing about Vietnam? That was the whole reason we said we went in, which had nothing to do with it, because Vietnam and China don't get along. There was never going to, they were never going to be a territory of China. I think Vietnam is communist, but I don't think it was going to be a connection, you know? But, I mean, that's what we did. Oh, we're going to stop communism wherever it spreads. Yeah. So, I mean, when he said Johnny wants to come in and talk about China and Africa, I was like, oh, shit. Shit's getting real, dude. (laughs) Johnny's finally coming and drinking from the fountain of knowledge. Unlike Aaron. Aaron? Aaron will be there on the 5th, though. Aaron will be on stage answering questions at the end. Get yeah, yeah. If we're, if we're uh, correcting Sam's spelling, my name is misspelled <laughs> on the flyer. Okay. But otherwise, I will be it. there. God damn. I will be there. Aaron Brownbart. So, Johnny, what do you know about One Belt, One Road? Okay. Uh, this is China is attempting to, according to them anyway, recreate the old Silk Road, the, Chinese, the ancient Chinese trading route. Hmm. And what they're doing now is going into countries along this ancient thoroughfare and loaning them money for infrastructure to recreate this road but for instance like montenegro they wanted they had one of the few countries that's technically in europe that doesn't have a highway there's not a highway in the whole fucking country they just split from serbia and they went to the west first to try to get money nobody in the west would give them money because it's pointless for there to be a highway in fucking montenegro nobody's going to travel on it (laughs) china comes in and i got the figures here it's insane how much money Okay, the, the, the total project is $3.2 billion. A billion dollars got loaned from China for, for this. And they're going to have to repay it with interest. Uh, unless, 70% of the work is from Chinese uh, state-run contractors. Yeah. And Western banks and institutions wouldn't touch it because there's no, going to be no traffic on it. I mean, it's almost pointless. And it's going to end up representing 70% of their, G, their total GDP. Okay, man. Is debt is debt to, to China and on this project. Uh, where do we see that? And I'm doing like research. all the taxes they're bringing in. Oh yeah, seventy percent of yeah. it will be repaid debt to China. Yeah, so I'm, they end up owning these things, and that's what happened in Latin America with the IMF and the that's WBO. Right. That's exactly right, and and in Africa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. that's a, and like that's why they kicked out. So what's basically going on here? Is that the Chinese are basically loan sharks, okay? Absolutely. Yeah. So you want to go to you, your country, you need some cash to influx to get shit jump started. You go to the I, you go to IMF, the WBO, and they're like, I don't know. You can't get a loan for some shady shit. Who do you go to? The shady Chinese food and donut shop down the street. Well, and it's these politicians, like in Montenegro, politics is like a high pressure game. And they claim, you know, they tell the people that elected them, we're going to get this highway built. And when they can't get the money for it, you know, they're they're desperate, just like somebody desperate for gambling money or something yeah, like you're right, talking about. Right. And they go to, they take the the worst deal of all, which yeah. is in China. Montenegro is the richest sounding poor country. <laughs> yeah, you know that I mean? is. That sounds like sounds like Hawaiian well, and, Gardens. And, and, and really, what it is is this road, this highway terminates at a port, and mm. that's that's what this is all about. And this is not hypothetical in Sri Lanka. 
China loaned them a ton of money. They came in like Capital One, you know, to college students. You know, they're just handing out credit cards. They're like, we'll give you the money for, for these uh, infrastructure projects. And then uh, I think like two years ago maybe, they took over this port in Sri Lanka. It's complete. It's run by China now. And like they already have submarines in the port. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. It's insane. And it's right next door to India, one of their biggest economic and political rivals. So, that, oh, yeah. I mean, that's what we're talking about. For, that yeah. China and India, like, they're both it's already up happening on, their, right. yeah. on their borders. Right. Who does India get along with, by the way? Nobody. Nobody. They don't get along with Pakistan either. Crazy. It is crazy, dude. So, I, I go to the, the one of the most interesting things is you, you, go, you put in this article and you start reading all this shit, right? And one article that came up was uh, on the Council on foreign relations, which a lot of people have said is the Illuminati, right? And we have friends who have family who've worked there, and uh, that's a running joke. But uh, I see this this title of this uh, article is China's heavy-handed Africa. I'm like, oh, it's interesting. Guess who the author of this article is? Viola Rothschild. <laughs> right? So you automatically know it's what it's slanted yeah. because her fucking family runs the IMF and the WBO, dude. Right? They're in charge of everything. It's interesting, though, because if you can trust them on anything, it might be something like this. where Because China is a real threat to Western economic and political powers. And so if you can, I mean, if it's their analysis of what China's doing, it might actually be No, that's a good great research. point. Yeah, you know that's a saying? great point. That's a, but that's like Dracula telling you how bad the werewolf's going to be, Absolutely. right? Yeah, totally. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's so interesting. But one thing she brings up is, and, and I'll, I'll let you get into your, your notes. No, no, go for it. Do you I'll got anything it. on unconditional loans, what the unconditional loans no, are? No, tell me about it. The unconditional loan is what makes it different than getting it from the WBO and the IMF or the Western banks is that the Western banks have to play a little game and they have you have to keep a certain standard of government going. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. To get this loan with the with the Chinese, they're like, oh, fuck it. No, go, you'll have that. You know, they don't care at all. Yeah. They're working with dictators in yeah. Africa. They don't I, care Irish shit. accent. No, not my Chinese. Dude, they don't give a fuck, no, they dude. They're like, well, that's what they're cat. doing. It. They, they've taken our, our game plan, the West game plan, and they're just doing it better mm-hmm. by not caring as much about. There should only be policy. unconditional love, not unconditional loans. I agree. You know? that, yeah. What the fuck? I just, well, I'll give you one more stat on Sri Lanka. Uh, they owe even after handing over this port, they still owe China thirteen billion dollars. They're going to take in fourteen billion dollars in taxes <laughs> this year. So this, this isn't predatory year. at all. This is totally normal. <laughs> I right? mean, think about that, dude. They own that country now, basically. God. Well, yeah. basically, one of these countries recently had a an African country recently had a coup, and the the guy who got installed into the president, his vice president is the guy who basically made the coup happen. He went to China to ask if it was okay for them to overthrow this dictator. And where have we heard that before? Yeah, well, yeah, you're, you know, it's a good point. The Chinese are kind of doing it the opposite of what we did. We asked for the changes first and then loaned them the money. Well, that's They get them indebted first and then they're like... Now we'll call the shots. You well, know? I mean, yeah, like doing it. when when basically Assad, Saddam Hussein invented, I mean, invaded Iran, I believe. Kuwait, yeah. No, before that, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. He came to the United States oh, right. yeah, and asked if he could do it. Right. Because yeah. he was our puppet. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Right? Yeah. But then he didn't, they don't realize we're supplying both sides of that. We've propped up so many people over there, so they're basically doing the exact. So, anyways, so this guy in I forget what country it is. It's some crazy African country starts with M. He they basically go there. They're like, "Hey, can we overthrow this guy?" Chinese like, "Go for it." And uh, hold on, uh, Council on Foreign Affairs. Here it is. China's heavy hands. I'll find the exact name. But um, she, uh, they basically asked if they could go in. And uh, they're like, yeah, and the reason the Chinese want to do this is because they want to... Um, is it Zimbabwe? No, I'll, I'll find But they it. are in debt. They're insanely in debt to China. In fact, Zimbabwe just made uh, China the, the young the official currency. They basically, yeah, right. Yeah, they're heavily... Yeah, because they helped overthrow Mugabe, I believe, in, mm-hmm. in Zimbabwe. China did. 
I'm not mistaken. So it's like China's doing in Africa what we did in oh, South America is. in the 80s, if you think about it. Yeah. We're coming the, in. Instead of doing it through military, they're doing it through financial institutions. It's, it's far it's more effective. How do you spell this? How do you pronounce M-N-A-N-G-A-G-W-A. That is a country. No, no, no. That's a that's not a country. The president is – oh, yeah, that's where – anyways. <laughs> the point is that they went in and they had to ask for uh, permission. God, I, I just ruined okay. that. That's totally cool. Well. Yeah. <laughs> so in this recent study, the Center for Global Development identified eight countries as particularly vulnerable in debt under this one belt, oh. one road that uh, the Chinese president started in 2013. This one, board, one belt, one road is uh, centers around pumping hundreds of billions of dollars into ports, rail lines, and other projects across Asia, Europe, and Africa. So this country, though, that is completely, like, basically under the crushing heel of China is called uh, Djibouti. How do you say Djibouti. 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 Oh, I, I think thinking. I heard about that on uh, Lord of War. War. Back oh, that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, I love Nicolas too, Cage. Yeah. Like, you kids will never understand the magic of a Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. He'll mm. never get the shots again. The, everyone had a new fucking hairpiece. It was a whole right, new yeah. guy. It was like, I, I love I Nicolas saw Snake Cage. Eyes on Acid, and that shit, like, altered my existence, dude. I don't even know. I loved I, it. I don't dude. even know what happened. I feel like I'm still it's in like the movie. It's like impressionistic theater. acting. You know? yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's a. The only problem he did is when they made him Ghost Rider, they ruined, like, a good franchise. Like, they need to bring that back with this new style because he's marvel right or is he dc marvel like they need to bring him back with a cooler guy like i mean not that nicholas cage was cool because yeah, he's fucking cool saying. shit but like more real it was like they did it more kids and the like, modern gritty style is what you're saying yeah. when you're trying to do a movie for kids that you want adults to watch where i feel like the new marvel's just like okay kids are here but let's do this like cool ass I got you. yeah they gotta go frank miller sin city mode of it like, exactly I love yeah. that you know what would be great to do, uh, Ghost, Ghost Rider? Quentin Tarantino. Give him Ooh. a fucking Marvel comic movie. Just let, him, let him finish Star Trek first. That's what I want. I want him. He's going to do the next Star Trek movie. Oh, he is? Yeah. I think that's what? a great idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's crazy. All right, get back. So, I know people are like, stay on topic. <laughs> so Djibouti. So Djibouti reports uh, the public external debt in the last two years has increased from 50 to 85% of its gross national product. Right. According to recent data... The IMF, uh, it, this doesn't come from the IMF. It comes from China. So these guys are totally going right down. So much that Secretary Tillerson visited Djibouti this year because not only is it about to basically become China Part 2, this is also the very first home for, you guessed it, the first permanent overseas military base for China's military. That's the end point of all this, Yeah, yeah. I think. Do yeah. you know where Djibouti is so at? So now they're putting out... Now they're doing what we do, which is put bases everywhere. It's the very first one. And if you look at where Djibouti's at, it's right across from Yemen. It's right below the small of the back and a mm-hmm. nice black ass, right? Nope. Perfect, nope. Perfectly strategic <laughs> right there. Right Sounds like a hot Yemen. Jewish chick's ass, Djibouti. Nuts, right? So here's more on this first Chinese military base. Uh, the country's new military base is right next to a U.S. base called Camp Lemonier. In its national defense strategy unveiled in January, the Pentagon identified China, along with Russia, as, quote, the central challenge facing the U.S. military in a long-term strategic competitions with China and Russia as the principal priorities for our military. So they're saying... Uh, <laughs> this, the weirdest thing about this whole thing about China's just jacking our swag, right, is that we created China. China was like a poor ass country, a giant poor ass country, and then Nixon goes in, and then basically, guys, another bullshit result of free trade: us going in, installing all these fucking our, our corporations going into China, building these factories, and basically helping raise the level of st- the standard of living and the money coming in. And here's what happens, right? So we start bringing in these factories into China. China just jacks all the technology, builds their own factory. Yep. So why did they want to have the, like, why did Obama, another reason Obama's a piece of shit, is that he fucking wanted to do a even bigger free trade deal with a bunch of other countries. Why does he want to do that? Well, the countries that they've been working with, the standard living had gone up, that they wanted to make even more money, right? So, and then 
China kept jacking their swag and stealing all their technologies. They didn't want to put, put factories in China anymore because every time they built something, <laughs> China would just steal it. And there was no copyright laws. China wouldn't recognize their, their, their right to these uh, technologies, the designs. So now they wanted to build, go to other countries that they haven't been, they didn't have factories in and start going there where the standard living so low that they could pay everybody nothing again. Yeah. But this all comes from the fact that our international corporations are greedy fucks <laughs> who went to this fucking enemy and just, and I've been to China. I like China. But, I mean, we're going to get into some crazy shit. But this is all a result of free trade. So you've been to China, so you're the only one here. Would you say it's a uh, – what's the negatives? Since, or what's the positives as, since at, we've heard at, the negatives? At right? this moment right now, mm-hmm. as a expat there, none. There is what no What about negative. free speech? All they say is don't don't shit on the government yeah. and don't talk – but, dude, literally it's such a little thing. It's unbelievable compared to like, dude, you go to China, you're like as a a patriot, as an American, it is like Vegas every night there. People drink insane. As long as you don't rape or murder somebody there, you could do whatever the fuck you want. Well, punishments are quite strict, right? I mean, they enforce the law. I've never seen any comedian there arrested, thrown in jail. No, I mean, that's why the crime rate is so low because Mm -hmm. everybody's afraid of – Because death. I'm I'm sure as a Chinese person – I know a few Chinese people and that's what they tell me. Like everybody's afraid to commit crime. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) That being said, when's the next tinfoil hat overseas? Oh, that'd be so funny to do a chat. Oh, dude, dude, they would fuck there. Because they send people there. They just sit in the crowd and they listen. You're like, oh, here, we got some people here. Yeah. It's like all government people listening. Let's and go there and like, just talk trash on U.S. And, the, and they're like, <laughs> one thing they don't like you talking about is fucking Japan. Well, yeah, you know, Japan is interesting because part of the reason China has such a large sphere of influence now is because after World War II... Japanese influence in the South China Sea and the Pacific complete, you know, we kind of limited what they could do. Right. And now China just came right in. And, yeah. Uh, moved right into the South yeah, China Sea. Yeah, and we propped them up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we prop them up. Yeah. China has expanded its military ties across Africa in recent years, according to a report by the European Council on Foreign Relations. In 2015, uh, the uh, Chinese president committed 8,000 troops to the, quote, UN peacekeeping standby force. And uh, 40,000 total troops committed by 50 different nations. So, I mean, it's weird that I was telling Sam, I'm like, how, how we allow China involved in so many things when they're not a free country? We know yeah. for a fact that, like, there's little kids making our Nikes, you know? Right. It's one of the reasons that I, I feel like I can't even buy anything because you know it's all coming from, all China, coming from China. And it's all suffering. So it's like, what am I going to walk around That's and That's why naked? I love those Apple commercials. They're like, you know, look at this diversity. And we just want to dance. We just want to dance with our new iPhones. And it's everything. Believe in yourself. The fucking universe <laughs> is yours. And then, the, you know, they got these everybody's ethnic bisexual people dancing in an Apple commercial, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you take, look who made that fucking phone. It's some fucking withered Chinese dude who just can't take a day off but that's what a big part of this thing that i guess the one cool thing about this is they're talking about how a lot of chinese citizens are just trying to get out of china so because they're just tired of the of just like the system so they go kind of like how everybody came to the united states and, you know, looking for better opportunity. These Chinese people, they move down to Africa. They buy some land. They become oh, yeah. farmers and all that shit. Yeah, it's the African well, dream. You know, speaking of the U.N. also, China's influence in the U.N. has grown so much since they started investing in Africa because these African countries used yep. to vote just kind of anti-colonial mm-hmm. in the U.N. They used to vote against the former colonial nations. But now you're seeing more and more they all vote with China. Exactly. It's, it, I mean, it's that's you can't pretty really, much part yeah. of the deal. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah, yeah, you can't overstate. Yeah, you got to vote for us on human rights and all that stuff. Yeah. China yeah. pledged a uh, hundred million to the African Union standby force and one billion to establish the quote UN Peace Development Trust Fund. The head of U.S. Africa Command, uh, General Thomas Waldenheiser, uh, told lawmakers that the U.S. is not naive about the implications of having a Chinese base near Camp Liminaire including the possibility that China might use its leverage over Djibouti's government to restrict U.S. access to a strategic port in the country. Mm. Yep. So it's all this giant game of risk. 
I mean, hmm. Sam got me into politics, and now it's like now I can't not <laughs> turn it on every day and be like, oh, what's happening? Oh shit! And here's the thing, dude. It's just like, and now they their leader just voted. He's in there for life. Oh right, yeah, he abolished term limits on the. Yeah, the he's like, yeah. fuck it, dog. I'm here forever. Holler at your boy, right? Yeah, and it's kind of a weird thing because he's the president, but he's also the head of the Communist Party, which is technically the person with all the power. And he abolished term limits on the presidency, though. So yeah, he can. So now he's just gonna do that. Geez, but he's basically an emperor at this point. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's not. Going and then anywhere. we every eight years we have to have a new guy get in. So it's like, what kind of respect does that guy have? He's like, we'll just wait till this dude's gone. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Right? I like how you said every eight years. It's just understood now. Mm -hmm. It's eight year terms. So hard to beat an incumbent. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, the last guy to lose was who? I mean, George Bush Sr., right? Yeah. You yeah, had to be a real. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about the ex CIA director. Oh, I will. He's, <laughs> he's shit. Implications on policy and security. U.S. concerns stretch beyond the trade and economic competitiveness. There's an anxiety among some China watchers. As me and Sam said, it sounds like a punk band from San Gabriel Valley. Yeah. Uh, Hello, San Gabriel! We are China watchers! <laughs> <laughs> that country could use its leverage over African government's secure policy commitments and potentially just expand and get the U.S. values right out of Africa, you know? Yeah. Well, I've always thought, dude, you want to get in some weird conspiracies more than this shit? Yes. I always thought that a big part of the AIDS thing was to just infect Canada. I mean, Canada. Fucking Africa. Fuck Canada. Just infect oh, Africa God. and just get rid of the population. So now you just have this whole area that you can take over. Filled with lions and tigers. <laughs> and, I mean, no. Yeah, but I'm with you. Resources. And rare earth metals, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's the next planet. It's like Planet Earth Part 2. Right it's there. like basically, how, what was that movie? Um, Avatar? Yeah, it's basically Avatar, dude. So uh, earlier this year, French newspaper Le Monde reported that the African Union headquarters built by the Chinese had been hacked. Le Monde explained that how data had been siphoned from the building's IT framework every night and servers to Shanghai so on some Hillary Clinton shit, Sam. Dude. Straight up. They're like, I hey, mean, that's a good play. Let's it use that. It is straight. Like, first of all, I found this article that listed the top 10 hacking groups in the world. Okay. Number, I mean, dude, it's crazy. But number, let me see. Number six is anonymous. So this is how deep this mm -hmm. shit. It's only number six, yeah. right? So then, number uh, have the coolest five names. is is uh, Iran. All right, but do they have a cool name? What Dragonfly? Number four is Dragonfly, and this, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is like more of a. It's so interesting. Each country's got its hacking group, and they're the best hacking group. Number four is Dragonfly, right? Coming in. Where's number, uh, Where's Crash Override or Acid Burn? The, is that well, from Swordfish. That's no, from Hackers. Oh, okay, number three Swordfish. is Russia. A app. App Apartment 22, or 28, App 28. Number, uh, and number two is the Elderwood Group and 20 other Chinese groups. <laughs> Basically, they clumped them all together. 20. Giant Chinese groups. And I forget where I was seeing, but the number, oh, here it is. They have about 100,000 hackers, China. China, what's amazing about China, they have so many people, and they're just pushing on every front. Everywhere you look, China is involved, like Bitcoin mining. They are going complete, they've com completely committed national resources to Bitcoin mining. They just have these massive buildings full of machines that are just mining Bitcoin. So if that ever becomes like a world currency, like they hope, China owns it. I mean, they, it's fucking theirs. Absolutely. And then if you. Uh, I mean, it's just so it's so scary. Like corporate espionage, we're talking about. You're talking about them stealing secrets. Mm -hmm. Corporate es corporate espionage. They're excellent at that. You know, they're sending kids to college in America. They go to college, four year university. They get advanced degrees, and then the point they support them all, all throughout this. And the point is only for them to get jobs in tech firms and corporations, advance to a level where they can start reporting secrets back to. Yeah, this is the same model that the Carolinas used with you because you're going to try to turn them into the podcasting <laughs> headquarters. You just came to ATC and picked up all the tricks of the trade for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, motherfucking North Carolina basketball. Mm. But here are some lists of uh, some countries that have basically called out China. Australia in May 2013, ABC claimed that China hacked their plans for a headquarters in Australian security intelligence organization. So that's why China and Australia aren't getting along. 
Canada. The government claims that hackers compromised their, several departments in the federal government in 2011. India, yeah, everybody's going. Uh, officials in the Indian government have alleged attacks on the Indian government network. And then the United States, right? But... Number two is China, but guess who's number one? The fucking NSA! USA! 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 You right, dude? They're hacking everything. Now, a big big thing that uh, a lot of people haven't been talking about is that during the hearings with Stork, Stroke, Stork? S T R O K. Oh, st- stroke or whatever. Yeah, stroke, yeah. right? Did you have a stroke? You had a stroke while yeah. saying stroke. What's this guy's name? G O H M E R T. Gorman? Yeah. G H O M E R T. Yeah. Gomer? Gomer. You remember when the guys cross examined him? Like, and you cheated oh, yeah, on your yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, and everyone's yeah, like, oh. Yeah, it was the closest yeah. thing to your mama's competition <laughs> you've ever seen. You're like, oh. You see Cat Williams in the back just acting up. Dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. Right? So. But one of the things he brought up was there's so much more to this Benghazi email thing than just emails. And emails are a big part of it. But there's way more stuff, like basically that they let that guy out to dry and let them kill. They basically paid for ISIS to go kill them off. If you think about it, there are insurgents that are on our thing and they attacked our embassy and they killed off a guy who knew that they were our our insurgents and that we funded them, trained them and armed them. That's called that's basically cutting off loose ends, okay. But in this in this discussion, they talked about how the U.S. government had discovered that she was emailing off a, a private server. She was emailing off her unsecured server, and that people were hacking it. And one of the hacks, they didn't know where it went. It went to a foreign country, and they believed that was China. And like, I mean. People listen to this show know what an evil bitch. Uh, most of the people listen to this show know what an evil bitch. <laughs> I don't. I don't listen to this show. Okay. <laughs> no, I can tell. <laughs> I know what a uh, evil woman Hillary Clinton is. Yeah, she's a warmonger. Yeah, and like, dude, this one would sell to anybody. Would you be surprised if she didn't sell out to China? Nothing about Hillary Clinton would surprise me except. Like anything good, yeah. <laughs> Everything else. She actually likes puppies. Yeah. Fuck that. Prove it. She that's smells like butterscotch. You're like, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. amazing. That's a, she puts hot sauce on her vagina. I don't know where that went, but uh, basically, <laughs> it went to an unauthorized source, and they think that might be China because oh. they hacked everything, and that is Man, the problem so. with using your private emails. Yeah. Is that you're you you're allowing foreign governments when you're doing like high and U.S. intelligence emailing, they could they could jack that shit, and they don't know where it went. And that was a big moment on that trial, and nobody cared. N- nobody in the mainstream media said anything about it. I love that China's just like stole our playbook and was just went down it. They're and like, we're oh, so wow. upset that they're doing <laughs> yeah. it too. Yeah. Like, hey. That's our move. It's like Ari, when he, when you attacked him, you cheap shotted him. He's like, you cheap shotted me before. Yeah, <laughs> I got basically Chinese do what I did to Ari. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like when your opener starts doing your act. You're like, what are you doing, dude? That's my fucking act. You make your own act. I mean, so we. It's not that surprising that they hacked the network, but they did a subsequent sweep of the building at this uh, French newspaper, and they found hidden microphones and desks and the walls oh, and everything. Wow. So it's like legit. I yeah. Mean, China has had a long list of state secrets, like how many people it puts to death each year. They don't even release the birthdays of its top leaders. And now overseas researchers have uncovered Chinese state secret, how much money Beijing gives AIDS to other countries. Well, dude, this is very interesting. I'm glad you brought this up. It's because it's this organization called AIDsData.org, right? And it's like, oh, this is interesting. And you go to their website. Can you look up AIDsData.org? Like, this shit is fishy as fuck, man. It's so fishy because every article is just about China. <laughs> like, you go to it, you're like, okay, that like everything's about China, which makes you think this is just basically a CIA-funded organization just to start letting everybody know about China shit. It's all China. 
It's nothing else. It's crazy. Yeah, you're There's right. no other articles about uh, Canada giving money or anybody in Europe giving money or Africa giving Africa money. It's literally everything about China. And you brought this up not, uh, not long ago. China was foreign aid recipient, you know? Uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. And now it rivals the United States as one of the largest donors among traditional development aid through the financial loans it gives. So for the first time, large group of researchers outside China have compiled a major database detailing virtually all of China's financial money flow to the recipients and its countries, citing more than 5,000 projects found across 140 countries. It reveals that China and the U.S. rival each other on terms on how much they offer to other countries. So these guys That's are crazy. literally our competitors. Yeah, for sure, dude. Again, we've said a thousand times, this is our game plan. Watch the IMF. The WBO, what they basically do is they loan you money and and the requirements to pay back are almost impossible to do it. And all they do is they strip you of all your money and all of your natural resources. That's what you do. The only difference is they're slightly more concerned with appearances. China mm-hmm. does not give a fuck about yeah. how it appears. They, right. I mean, they're coming in and taking it. They don't it's, care. It's basically the mob versus gangs, right? The yeah. mob had all these rules to be like, we're going to do this like gentlemen. Yeah. You know, even though we're in the shady shit, there are rules. Gangs are like, fuck it, dude. Everybody dies, right? Mm-hmm. They'd make rules on like, you You know, the mob would be like, you can't kill these people. We have to be, right. uh, you yeah. know, don't go after our families. Honor among go- thieves. Yeah, thing, honor yeah. among thieves. But the gang are like fuck that dog ms-13 just popping people right yeah i mean the common theme here is that beijing and washington dc these guys are like sisters man we got mm-hmm. the ex- we're shadows of what, one is, another. what is that book uh, uh diary of an economic hitman is that what it's called or mm-hmm. uh basically the, lo- like the, the hostile takeover guy well would, the guy yeah. who just his job was to go in and just disrupt the economies they would basically loan the money, oh, right. and then his yeah, yeah. whole job was to make sure the economy crashed so that they could just steal all the, all the natural resources. And so what's crazy is here's where the North Korea factor comes in. China has often cited it as a main source of aid for propping up the fragile North Korean economy. Researchers tracked down just 17 Chinese projects in North Korea over a 14-year period, totaling a measly $210 million. Now, what's These people are starving. Well, they, they don't need like infrastructures and more buildings. They need some food. Yeah, totally. Johnny, are you a Q guy at all? I'm. I'm really. I'm fascinated by the whole thing. I think yeah. it's fascinating as well. I always ask people, "Do you, are you saying the information isn't right?" Because I don't know what they're trying to say. It's a large. I just wonder why it has to be so obscure. Because he can't. It's like Nostradamus's writings. You know what I'm saying? Which well, the is, I mean, you can define anything from it's that. It's because then they, the clue would be who they are. Yeah, I don't That's know. That's why. But, anyways, so, and then it, like, legally, I think he doesn't come out and say, hey, if you do, you do the research, then he could be like, I didn't tell them that. I never yeah. said that in the whole thing. Yeah, okay. But. No, I'm it, fascinated, though. Honestly, it's, it's really interesting. If you go and you look at Q, Q is talked about. So when we, when I first started doing this podcast, and it was even before Ryan had joined, I got in this weird email from this group that said they were, it was from the usnavy.org, right? And it was just like, it said, follow the white rabbit, right? And it was just all these crazy posts that Q was about to that Q had put out, right? But it was before everything had kind of really blown up. So do you think Q watches this podcast? Listens to it. I don't know. I don't know. Probably. I think somebody does. I mean, I, I do think that we're on somebody's radar. Q, if you watch this podcast, please reach out to us. I love Q. Yeah. But anyways, this thing had talked about how North Korea is basically a CIA front. That, that North Korea has been basically ran by the CIA forever. And That's th- interesting. That they, and it goes, look for the white rabbit. And then some fucking... Like Google image popped up of a weird base in North Korea that looked like a white hair. And it had this hotel that was the pyramid and all this crazy shit. The only reason I would doubt that is because China is so deeply involved in North Korean politics and kind of how that country's run that, I mean, I would think they would know about that. Unless you're saying we're colluding with China, then. Or or that, that they didn't, I mean, there's few places in the world you cannot get access to. And if you mm-hmm. had a place that was restricted from all media 
and for years. I'm not talking years. We're talking decades. Yeah. So that makes sense. It's like the ultimate Bond villain boss, the end of like the movie. Yeah. You know, it made and, it ultimate Bohemian Grove, an entire country. And just think about this, dude. Whenever they got a saber rattle, right? Who do they get? North, North Korea is going to drop a couple bombs on you, and everybody runs nuts. Like, oh, increase the military budget. Come on, we got to stop these guys. Like, Sable. It's just crazy, Spending right? Spending is ridiculous. Yeah, it's just going up and up. And something's gone on that I've never seen more military increase in a year than. It's insane. Like, they're like, what yeah, are dude, we doing this for? We're going to do Space Force, bro. Space. And I think it's, it's so this stupid. Chinese shit. The more it's I so think stupid. about it, it's just the Chinese shit. What do you? I mean, what do you mean? Legitimately, you think they're paranoid about what? Sure. China? Okay. So the idea is that these these countries, much like these, you know, super uh, these insanely poor countries, not just in Africa, they don't need to go to the IMF to bail them out anymore. Mm. They're going to go to China instead. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting about this is China. You know, we say they're paying them back, but often they're not paying them back with money. They're paying them back with resources. Like China has given them money to build mines, and uh, you know, other ways to extract resources i guess like oil derricks i don't know but anyway they're paying them back in rare earth metals gold silver shit like that and now i mean what do they i mean that's hard currency that's real yeah money quote unquote you know what i'm saying yeah and it's all going back to china and here's another thing about china that we'll get into dude is the fact that look at what they're doing to the petrodollar this is huge man we people we've assassinated people who've tried to get rid of the petrodollar. No, we, we've changed the map multiple times because of because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. The I mean, petrodollar, if you don't know, in the 70s, was it? Nixon was the 70s, right? Or he wasn't the 50s, was he? He was in the 70s. Aaron, thoughts? Wake up. Listen. Yeah, I mean, that's, they kind of split the, split the decade, I think. I'm looking up right now for it. Yeah, no. Nixon was in the petrodollar, petrodollar. Was it the 60s or 70s? Let's see here. Is a neo used in three sixty nine to seventy four was Nixon. Okay, so sixty nine seventy four, Nixon. Here's and here's a great. You want to hear something? Real? I'll get into this too. Before, do you ever hear that the the reason the the, the Environmental Protection Agency came and why they basically locked down huge parts of land, and why people think the whole like the environment being destroyed is all full of shit? And I'm not saying that it is. I'm just telling yeah. you this theory. Okay. Is that the Environmental Protection Agency, these huge clumps of land, wasn't to protect the land and the wildlife. They were using that land as collateral to put up against, to borrow money from particularly China. They're like, if we can't pay this off, this land will be yours. And they use it as collateral. That's crazy. Damn. That's that's crazy. If that was true, imagine what happens when, because we're, there's a real chance we don't pay back. Well, I mean. I think, that's, I think what's going to happen is at some point we're like, fuck you, we're not paying you back, and then it's that's just the war. on. Yeah, that's the and war. I'll get into who I think would win that war. I, I have a take on it. but So basically in the late 60s, early 70s, Nixon takes us off the gold standard. Him and the Federal Reserve basically come up with a way, and we've talked about this before, to basically print unlimited money. And they put it on oil. And now to make sure the U.S. dollar is so fu- is the most important dollar everywhere, because the plan has been for a very long time by these international banks is to make the U.S. military the stormtroopers of the World Banking Organization. That they were going to use our military to go in and kick in doors and steal uh, resources and put people in slavery under central banks. And go look at the uh, the uh, what's his name, <coughs> the Wesley Clark Hammer Nail. Video where he talks about the, uh, the, the uh, what the, uh, the U.S. government military is going to do after 9-11. The list of countries going to. Take that list of countries. Go look at the list of countries of countries that didn't have centralized banks in the year 2000. And you'll see how fucking similar. Though. Those are the exact same list minus Cuba. The exact same list. So basically, uh, so the whole thing was to use the U.S. military dollar, U.S. military to enforce the petrodollar, meaning all oil must be traded in U.S. dollars, which props up the U.S. dollar. Well, a bunch of countries have decided they didn't want to do that, and they were trying to get us off it, and their leaders got assassinated, and they installed people who would, in fact, uh, play ball and keep selling their oil in the petrodollar. 
well, here comes China. They're so powerful, and there's no way we could whack off their leader. There's just no way. All hell would well, it would it would be pointless. I mean, it's such a anybody could run the the country the way it's designed. Next up, yeah, yeah, it'd just be like that for sure. But I mean, dude, chaos would ensue. Chaos. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if it came back to us, certainly. Yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is, I don't think there'd be like a a a crisis of government or anything. I think it would just be the next Next up. Yeah, because they're the Borg, dude. They're all just... exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know. (laughs) No, totally. It's not like the old Soviet Union where there would be like a sort of a, a struggle for power. I really don't think it would be like and that. And you know, you know what else? One out of every six people on planet Earth are Chinese. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and, dude, you know how they – we kind of think of them – People, some, some people still think of them as, you know, you can only have two kids uh, those days. But now they're – it's the complete opposite. They're encouraging people to have kids. Oh, yeah. They're, I, they're giving them, like, tax bonuses and shit to have more children, more children, oh, we're more fucked. children. Theo Vaughn just got back from China. He said he saw a Chinese man fall from a building – Exploded into a bunch of other Chinese men. So it's just not stopping, man. Just not stopping. I used to have a joke about how uh, Yao Ming would take off his jersey and these three Chinese guys standing on top of each other. Ching Chong Chang. I couldn't do that joke today, even though I just did, and it still rocks. Uh, I know a Chang. He's cool, dude. um, So so basically, they now put out the the Petro Juan. It sounds more Mexican Chinese. Juan. Okay. And ba- what they're doing is going into countries that we refuse to do business with, right. Russia, Iran, other countries, and then they're going, okay, U.S. won't deal with you. We're gonna. Why don't you deal with us? We'll give you aid. We'll do business with you. They're going into Iran right now. They're going into Russia, yeah. which is really bad. I mean— I, I mean, I don't well, know— Well, and they're accepted because they don't come with the threat of regime change. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like— Doing business with the United States means potentially we're going to fuck with your politics. China? No. Well, you know, dude, it's almost like I, I, one day I gave a, a a little speech to Tony Hinchcliffe, and I don't know if he ever followed it or not. Mm, sorry, I missed that. <laughs> but the speech was about he wanted to be comedy's fucking evil guy, right? Okay. And I go, but you got to play it right, I told him. You know, it's like, do you want to be Lex Luthor or the Joker? I go, which one do you want to be? He goes, the Joker. I go, no, you don't. You want to be Lex Luthor. Depends on who's Joker, I think. Like Heath Ledger's Joker or no, but just Jack hear me Nicholson. Out. Just hear me out. The jo- Everybody knows the Joker's coming. They, he lives in the sewer with crazy people, right? The jo- everybody knows the Joker's coming. Nobody knows Lex Luthor's going to do damage until it's too fucking late. Mm. He's, he's smiling. Mm. He's profiling. He's living in a giant mansion with you. the hottest chicks. You can't let everybody know you're coming. The United States is the Joker. Everybody knows trouble's coming. China is playing it like Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, here you go. You want money? You get money. Yeah, you go. You do what you want. <laughs> I forgot who said it to us, but someone, I remember we were together. It might not have been on mic, but it was like, the devil knows the scriptures, too. So it's oh, like yeah. China's well, like, we've been reading your book for a long oh, time. Oh, yeah, dude. We know yeah. how to do this. Yeah. China has five of the top ten banks in, in the entire world. They have five. That's amazing. That's not <laughs> – dude, we and might they, win in muscle, but China's going to win in money. Dude, what do you mean in muscle? Because I got – dude, there's a billion of them. And they don't have any qualms about government control of resources at all. I mean it's the banks, corporations. Yeah. They're they just, all intertwined. They're basically the getting the fucking – Legion of Doom together. Do you have dude. Do, you, do you have anything on South China Sea? Mm, okay, no. let's, let's okay. South China Sea. Basically, after World War II, Japan ceded its territory in the Pacific and the South China Sea, and China took everything. Like the South China Sea, they they lay claim to almost all of it. It's called the Nine Dash Line. It's this line that demarcates their sphere of influence in the South China Sea, which is just the uh, the water directly south of China. Yeah, and you 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 UN according to the UN uh, like law of the sea or whatever, countries have the explicit I mean or the exclusive economic rights to the area two hundred miles off their shore. Yeah. So what China is doing and it's brilliant. It's yeah. these uh, yeah, it's yeah. these little islands yeah. called the uh, Spratleys. The Spratly They're building islands. islands. They're building islands. Yeah. To expand the empire. Yeah. 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 And they're dredging two- sand out. Of, they they have these great satellite shots of it. Dredging sand out of the ocean and then building these islands and putting runways and military bases. And what they do is 
like I think it's like Vietnam, uh, Indonesia, and the Philippines have claims to these islands. And what they're doing, what what China is doing, is just surrounding their islands where they have like like I think like one island has eight Philippines military guys on it. That's how they lay claim to it. And they just surround it with fishing ships and military ships until the guys are starved out. Yeah. They they move in and then they they're slowly slowly advancing. They're so patient. They're the Borg, dude. Yeah, dude. And so what this is though, let me give you some stats on the South China Sea. Eleven billion barrels of oil come out of the South China Sea. That's what you're talking about. 190 trillion feet of natural gas, 10% of the world's fisheries, and 30% of global shipping trade come, come through the South China Sea. And that's what's at risk. That's what they're fighting for right now. And if you, I mean, I think it was like Steve Bannon last year, you know, fuck the guy, but he said that uh, that's where we're going to war in the South China Sea. And you know what they just built there? Uh, a little island on Hunan. We've talked about it okay. on Patreon. That's where they uh, built their harp. That's where they oh, built really? the highest. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, yeah. And so the idea is, it's the Chinese radar facility, but it's in the most southern point, so that it could be used to scatter submarine transmissions right. incoming. So this is like amazing. This is like if you're building the game of risk, you're now preparing for war. Well, and yeah, it, dude, I saw one thing where like there was some reason that it was beneficial for them to demonstrate that people were actually having. It wasn't just a military uh, island. One of these islands. And so they, they they went and just built like a movie theater and shit. Nobody lives there, but there's like a fucking movie Chinese theater. Chinese ghost cities are yeah, everywhere. They it, do that all the time, dude. It's, it's insanity, man. I mean, it's really, and they're doing it on every front because they have essentially unlimited resources. Can we please do a tinfoil hat Chinese ghost city tour? I would love that, dude. What, where they just bring in Chinese people just to <laughs> pretend to laugh? <laughs> or what about this new thing that they're doing, social credit? Have you heard of this? Mm, no, I don't know about that. Basically... They're taking time. They think by 2020 it will be live. They rate you on how you interact socially. Oh, it's like Black Mirror. Okay. Yeah. So so basically how you interact socially and uh, business-wise. And based on your score, is allow, it, will, it, it will determine what you're allowed to do. Do. Oh. Get a job. Wait a minute. Travel. Hold, on. Hold on now. So if you're an asshole and you're on your phone a lot, you don't get to go to the movies? I'm fine with this. No, okay. dude. I'm, if you're on your phone a lot, you get to go a lot of movies I'm into this. all the time. I'm into it. You get a high score because you're, you're always me. checking in on shit. <laughs> that's like the only what's going on. <laughs> that's See like the only thing working. That uh, the best thing is about sending a text to Sam is that he doesn't reply, but if you look at his Twitter, he just oh, posts dude, well, something no, and you're that. like, oh, this is so Like funny. if I need to talk to Sam and it's urgent, tweet him. I was going to ask you, how have you tweet stayed him. sane? Because now I'm coming on a year and like I literally am like, I need a therapist. <laughs> All things comedy. Give me a therapist. Aaron. You guys are We know how you do it, Aaron. You I don't listen. Oh, so. hold on. Don't start. <laughs> no, I, you know, no. I love Sam. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I I've, love Sam. I've, I've saved learned, you I've two from fucking, the fucking a black hole. I've learned. Me, the gutter. I don't know where you were when yeah. Sam found you. Yeah. Kind of In learned. North Carolina, playing banjo, I was, I was, staring at his cousin's I ass. I was a part of the mainstream media, actually, before I came here. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe <laughs> if you didn't surround yourself with crazy people, your a, life wouldn't be crazy. Yeah, a new, I know. A newspaper, you, man. Goblin. So, ba- goblin. So, the biggest interesting thing is, uh, so they got the social group, which is scary as shit. They're also starting to That's do amazing. scores on other, like, people outside the country. So, they're, like, they're preparing Wait, so so like if you want to immigrate to China or visit yeah. China, then oh, sorry, dude, you're like negative eight. Fuck yeah, you, you're you can't out. come and hang out. Yeah, but I'm the not- weirdest thing is the Chinese drug game. They're getting to the drug game now, uh-huh. and uh, they're basically behind this whole fentanyl epidemic. Oh, interesting. They're 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 basically cooking the fentanyl and then shipping it here and putting it in all this crazy ass shit. Dana's like, stop getting boner pills at AMPM because they probably have. Fentanyl in them, you know? It'd be a nice little buzz. You know? And just like a little bit of fentanyl is... Did you guys a- talk about all those people that died in that park a couple weeks ago from... Uh, Did it you was, just bring this up? It was like they were... It was like synthetic pot that had been laced with fentanyl and fentanyl. And they... And like 20 people overdosed in a park. Like one Why park. Why are crazy. people smoking synthetic weed? Is it because they got to pass a drug test? That's exactly why, yeah. Trying to get high. And I think it's addicting in a way that marijuana is not. I think the synthetic variety is more addictive. Why do we need any drugs past cocaine? Okay? We got weed, shrooms, DMT, cocaine. That's it. Opiates for pain. I'm okay. To get high off of, though? No, but for pain, I mean. Okay, that's. I think, well, I think legalize everything, but. 
I do too. Uh, decriminalize at least. Decriminalize, yeah, like Portugal. Let's do that. Least, have you watched this? Uh, I I'm a killer on Siri on. Uh, no, you Netflix. were telling me about that. Dude, most of them are either high or drunk when they pull some crazy ass shit, dude. Oh, really? I mean, dude, this one, dude, once in a while. So they, so they say. I mean, well, well, once in a while you see a guy, you're like, oh, this dude just, just fucking wrong place, wrong time, or just wrong influences. Then you meet some guys, you're like, yep, that's what's jail for. Oh yeah. This fucking Mexican guy's like, I thought I was the son of the devil. I would take, like, black, <laughs> black widows, just throw them on my chest, go, hey, punta, look, I'm still alive. You're like, okay, you need, never need to get out. You never need to get out ever again. It's like that guy, the Grim Sleeper, you know that guy? The, oh. oh, man, I watched his interrogation this week, and, man, that's a creepy guy. It's that guy that killed all his women in, in, in Southern California and L.A. South Central. Yeah, 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 and he, just, and he would take pictures of them sleeping, and they just found all these photos in oh. his house and on his hard drive of women. They don't know who they are. And they're, they're trying to figure out, like, who, who are these dead people? Because everybody else who was photographed was dead. And they got dozens of photos. And they're like, who they're is this? They're prostitutes. And yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. they're crack, so, like, no one would miss them. Yeah, it's I just like a film or something. The like, surest sign of just diversity in America is that we're starting to get some quality black serial killers, right? <laughs> you know? I mean, like, I'm tired of white guys doing all that shit. I'm tired of yeah. So the chi- so that's another thing. The Chinese game, the drug game. They're trying to kill us through drugs because didn't they? It's say- every front. I'm telling you, they're they're advancing on every front. It's didn't just we do like that with heroin them. with them? Like we sent and we just bombarded them with heroin and like yeah. I mean, I think they were Chinese into opium were, yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And they were we were behind that. They're just literally stealing our fucking game plan, dude. I think they cracked down so hard on that shit, though. Like, made like made it illegal. Like illegal. Yeah, you know that it's yeah. not as much a problem. Some now. mental illness guy when I was in China had gotten busted with drugs, but he had like mental problems, and they were gonna put him to death. Fuck. Off. I know how they're gonna get you, Sam. What? Sex bots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, we just—that's what we should just send sex bots to China. Mm-hmm. Just have them blast inside those, and then there'd be no more Chinese people. Um, what do you guys think about the trade war, the tariffs and stuff with China? Got any opinion on that? Uh, well, dude, here's the thing. Like, most of these tariffs mm. are basically trying to counter tariffs they have on us. Yeah. So the, I, I just don't understand why every president before – we're cool with people tariffing us. Mm-hmm. And I believe these tariffs, especially with China, were done on purpose. So American countries are like, oh, looks like we got to move our plants over there because uh-huh. they're tariffing us over here. That sucks, which probably meant that they were told to do tariffs on us so they would have an excuse to move over there for cheap fucking labor. That is my opinion. Listen, dude, everyone's like, I got every libertarian who's like, oh, dude, fucking trade, trade tariffs are bad. I'm like, they're tariffing us. Like all where, these does it, th- where does it end, though? I mean, they've already come back with us, at us with more tariffs. How about no more tariffs? You do, don't do tariffs, we don't do tariffs. This is why we need Project Bluebeam. We need a fake alien invasion that Eddie Bravo has been warning us about. So we all come together. and then One we, world government. Yep. And we release the gas. Here's kills the off about half of us. They have always asked. Uh, you always guess, who do you think would win a war? China or the U.S.? And I honestly believe in all my heart that we would beat them. Because they can't think outside the I don't box. Think, I, I mean, I think at the end of a war like that, there are no winners. I mean, that's the yeah. end of civilization But they can't proper. think outside of a box. They literally aren't like they can't just freestyle. You know who else can't think out of the side of the box? Don't be an idiot. Hey, A-Ron. Well, you better Good be transition. sick, dead, or mute. Hey, A-Ron. You done messed up, A-Ron. You filthy animal. Aaron, thoughts? <laughs> Looks like we got a new king of the Segway. <laughs> Ryan Davis. Oh, yeah. Aaron, thoughts? Chinese. Uh, what's, what's China's... Uh, stuffed crust pizza game look like? <laughs> Are they attacking on that front? I don't think that's good, dude. He literally just woke up over there. He's like, stuffed crust pizza. Don't you we finally that? had an episode in which I think you could have something, and you just care about stuffed crust pizza. I Google image search Chinese pizza. It looks like shit. Yeah, of course yes, it does. Yeah. See, we got him. We got him, guys. Of course it does. We got dude. him. It's so, oh, yeah, look at that. With a hole in the middle. Get the fuck out of here. It's so funny. When you go to China, all you want to do is find a Burger King or a McDonald's. That's so weird. <laughs> right? Oh I used to God. work at P.F. Chang's back in the day, and they'd always bring Chinese people in to P.F. Chang's. I'm like, why are you bringing them? Bring them to, like, the Harley Davidson Cafe or some shit where they can get a hamburger <laughs> and a fucking fry. Well, I think American Chinese food to them is kind of a novelty because it's it's a little different. It's probably yeah. better, dude. Like, you ever eat California Mexican versus real Mexican? 
California Mexican is way better than real oh, Mexican. Really? Yeah. Way better. Well, Hawkins pretty good. Yeah, well, regional. Good. There you go. Yeah. Well, hell. Hey, Johnny, great show today. You were all worried about it, man. You were all worried. Well, I just, I mean, I didn't know. I, I mean, I'm not an expert on the topic. I'm just interested in it. I was surprised to hear that you even listened to the show. Sam told me that. Oh, I love this show. No, I, I think this show's great. Thank you, dude. Well, we're glad you're on. I love it. I appreciate it. I saw a UFO. I'll, I'll tell you that real quick. Oh, hold on. Yeah, I was. No, we got to go. No, I was, I was south of, near Fayetteville, Fort Bragg. Well, have night, you one on? night. Okay, go on. Saw the, the traditional triangle in the sky, black triangle, three lights on it. It went across the sky like this, back across the sky like that, disappeared, blinked out of existence. And how many knuckles deep did they get their alien fingers into your butt? <laughs> it was amazing, though. Right. That, what you described, is called Aurora. Yeah, well, I've, I've read all about it. Yeah, and Check I've seen it. It's literally, I couldn't believe how exactly what I saw it was when I looked it Let's up. Let's bring on you internet. back and right. do an Aurora episode. Guys, <laughs> September 5th. The Belly Room Show will sell out. Grab your tickets now. And, okay. And then, guys, the 14th and 15th, the Corner Comedy Club. Grab your tickets. They're already selling, dude. I'm so excited. Canada, sell that shit out. Because if you want us to come to Toronto, to Edmonton, all those places, we got to sell these out, man, because we're with a new agency and hopefully things will get going. So you guys are the best. Holla at your boy. Johnny, great set. I'll see you tomorrow for Punch Drunk. And uh, yeah, we'll do it soon. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.